0: Oh. This, is, this is really good well done man yeah are you sure you don't are you sure you don't want to do video well oh, yeah do you want to stick a video on the only problem is oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't use i don't use the video for my for my laptop usually because i have a sticker over yeah but you know it's
1: always nicer to talk to a face
0: this is nicer to talk to a face yeah anyway it's recording well, Oh, there the... he is hello hello this is really cool this is oh would you believe it would you believe my mate's phone? How's it going? All right, How are you, Colin? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I've got you on I've got you on uh on the microphone here. Going? I'm actually in the middle of recording the podcast with Alex. Oh, okay. I'll i need you to it then. So don't swear. <laughs> Welcome back to going through the motions with me, Callum, and me, Alex. How's it going, guys? Oh, this is really weird. This is the first recording that we've done for our, for going through the motions, but we're doing we're doing it through a certain video conferencing app that's been making the rounds. Uh, are we allowed to say that the app? Of course, we're allowed to say the app. What is it? As if they're going to come after us. Uh, we're on Zoom. Yeah. You you've been using Zoom yeah. quite a lot, haven't you, Alex? Yeah,
1: I've cool. been. Uh, Transitioning onto online online video lessons.
0: God, <laughs> I've just smiling.
1: noticed. So if, anyone, so if anyone wants to learn violin or guitar remotely to a strange kind of Wizard of Oz presence on a screen... Then uh,
0: hit me up. <laughs> so what's funny, so what I've noticed is quite funny. We, we obviously this is a, a, an audio format as a podcast, but I'm getting the video because you said, well, why don't we at least have it on video so we can see our faces and our emotions and we can judge if I've maybe gone too far with a joke as I usually do. But in the background of this video, I can see a beautiful painting, a beautiful piece of artwork. Can mm, you yes. can you describe that to me? It's, a, it's almost kind of like, it's like a sort of a garden, a garden in summer. There's a sort of tray on it and there's a couple of women walking through the garden. Did, did yeah. you pick that? Did you pick that piece of art yourself? It, yes, I, I went to
1: auction. It's a, it's a, it's it's an original Monet <laughs> replica. Lovely.
0: Okay. Nice. Did you did you go for the asking price? Did you pay a little bit more? Aye. No, I I paid I I paid the asking. Lovely. Okay. That's good. You're an honest bloke. And then you'll sell that surely in a couple of years and make a sweet profit. Am I right in thinking that? Eh, maybe. Yeah. Just that. Well, <laughs> on my wall. Nice, yeah, it brings a bit of colour to the room. It's the only thing that seeing the garden in in that room is you, isn't it? Because you've been uh, you've been staying indoors, self. You're not self isolating, are you? Oh, I prefer not to say. So you're 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 been in indoors for for a lot of the the last sort of week. I guess it's I, have, I think it's important I've, to say that we both we yeah, both have, I have spent, been.
1: In, but but my block of flats actually has a private garden as
0: well, oh, so we on, walk mate. around there a bit. Wow, right come on it. you're just showing off now that's uncalled for triggering the hay fever <laughs> oh yeah exactly sneezing in all your neighbors faces are you all walking around the... that must look like a, a scene out of like um the, what was the prison film with tom hardy where they're all walking around and they get the one one hour of exercise a day so you can go around and walk in your your well, you, garden. In every prison film ever every prison film ever no what, uh, bronson bronson have you seen bronson no Bronson's really, really great. Uh, it's a film about art as well, which is what your new hobby has oh. been this past week, isn't it? If you say so. Just <laughs> with, your, with your beautiful Monet in the background. Have you uh, have you taken this time to pick up any new tricks, skills? I know a lot of people are talking about how they've decided to maybe learn a new language or uh, learn to play a new instrument. Have you learned to play the violin in this time that you've been inside in? Ah. <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> Always said so. I've literally been on my own in this room talking uh to myself this whole time, so it was quite nice to kind of vocalise it and, yeah. and get it out there. Have you learned anything new? Have you done anything? Have you done anything in this past week or so?
1: No, I mean, you know, very little. But very little has changed for me as far as like you know what I do day to day, apart from the fact that all of it is now done from in the flat. So mm. you know, I start doing my practice every day. I, nice. um, I've swapped out all my teaching so that instead of teaching all my pupils on a Friday I teach them all throughout the week so that I've and you're
0: you're still using chat roulette aren't you to do your lessons on that's still working yeah. for you as a vac- nice yeah, okay. yeah. excellent excellent yeah. and then and it's a you know it's a sort of a, a, a sort of 10% 20% of uh, dongs appearing on your screen but you kind of get over that don't you that's that's <laughs>
1: yeah at some point enough of them flash across yeah you just don't you don't
0: register Anymore before 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 you get your knob out, do you want to learn the violin? And then they click off, and then you get the next. Person. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually I was thinking of you the other week because obviously on my one trip to the supermarket that you're yeah. permitted to make to bring in the groceries and to uh, harvest the toilet roll, there is obviously another shortage that's being quite. Uh, it's it's not nowhere getting nowhere near as much press, and that's the pasta shortage. Now I know that you're a massive fan of pasta. How are you coping in these difficult times? I've found, I've found it. Oh, okay. You found me from some pasta. Yeah, I found pasta, mate. You're you're an absolute maniac. Broadcasting. Get on my you, level. You're broadcasting that you have pasta. All you I do, am. <laughs> you You've got I'll pasta. Play, I'll, I'll play it By the time the episode comes out, mate. <laughs> nice, fantastic. Um, so, I guess in keeping with the format that we decided to start last week, we are looking to not do shit what we see what's once we were on the tube but now we are not because yeah. we are not on the tube any longer. That's I what, have that's not thing the past. been on
1: the tube for well over a week now.
0: Mm. Mm. So I'm, I'm in the process of trying to get my because I've got a season ticket or a, a monthly kit ticket from uh, TFL. Yeah. I'm in the process of trying to get that refunded and that is proving incredibly difficult because it seems that they only have one person on the end of the phone who is uh, actually dealing with those. Because those refunds can only be done by phone and not through bank. This is such boring. Why do? I, why does anyone care about yeah, this? Why? But nobody cares. your
1: refund. Which, by the way, like how t- how tight are you?
0: Like It's Mate. the 27th of March. The, the next month is like three days away. Mate, actually, I'll have you know that I haven't used the tube in the last two weeks and they know this and they say that they can refund you since the last day that you used it and it uh, expires uh, on the 6th. So I'm looking for a sweet dollar bill coming into my account because fuck knows money's not coming from anywhere else in this time of crisis.
1: <laughs> give it apart from your salary.
0: <laughs> apart from the salary. salary. <laughs> and That's the like rainy. need... It's
1: not like you're talking to a self-employed person that remi- that, that re- relies upon public engagement or anything. It, like exactly.
0: That. You, you, you've you've given up the whole playing your violin on the tube now, haven't you? That that, that money stream, that financial avenue, is uh, is now is now all gone, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Again, it's a very similar situation uh, to the chat roulette. It's just too too many. <laughs> dogs. You know, I play it on the tube and like people just stick their tongues out at me and then just flip it out. I've no idea why.
0: <laughs> they're Oyster cards.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, they're <laughs> Oyster cards. <laughs> yeah, there's signs everywhere that says you must show
0: on request.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So we replaced our shit. What we see on the tube, because Alex, no one wants to see that on the tube, and we replaced it with oh. our favorite memes of the week. Now, th- this is gonna. This is one of these weird ones where we're now going to be describing our favorite memes because if something has come from this whole whole pandemic, it's the content and the the creativity of the world, and because the, the memes are absolutely incredible. I'm I'm gonna draw attention to. A guy that's been circulating across every single social media group uh, that I'm a part of. Um, Now, this might mean nothing to some of you, but it might mean something to others. Um, there's, There's this large black man who appears naked in a lot of memes that I've seen. And it is absolutely unacceptable in almost every single video. But if you send me a video or a photo with this chap in it, he's smiling and it does nothing but make me smile too it's horrendous and it is absolutely childish happiness but my god happiness is infectious happiness is it it's catching it's bloody catching it, it's spread. it's yeah. spreading around That it's and rotavirus that and my uh my new sort of favorite format being i've got a friend that i used to work with who loved you know the classic the uh, from the, the 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 sort of the 40s and 50s batman comics where batman slaps robin across the face kind of being like an insolent insolent child almost sort of you know that you know that one i worked with a guy who almost always i used i used to say weird things and do weird things and he used to always try and uh slap me in that sort of manner but that but recently it's had a 2020 upgrade where batman is slapping robin uh with the hand at the end of a two meter long pole showing his social distancing which i just thought was absolutely bloody lovely um alex any memes memes that you've seen mate oh well i've got a bit of a
1: a niche one I mean that made me giggle uh obviously I'm a teacher teacher of sorts and all the schools have shut now so there's a meme that got sent to me by a teacher colleague of mine which was two minions from the movie minions and (laughs) or despicable Despicable me me, yeah despicable me ones through threes is there three of them
0: I think there's three yeah Oh goodness I know. They're man. due a special episode of going through the motions, aren't they? Oh, I know. As soon as you reach three, them be the rules.
1: But basically, one of them has got a face like a slapped arse. Nice. And is labelled parents. And then another one's just laughing its ass off. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, now it's parents actually have to deal with their kids now. I know,
0: I know, <laughs> I know. know. It's, it's, uh, a, it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty simple meme, but it made me giggle. Yeah, it's the simple things that make you laugh usually, isn't it, mate? Well, I'm a simple guy. You are, simple. you are a simple guy. Um, I, I don't want to, uh, as I said last week, and I'm going to emphasize this, we want to use this podcast as a, 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 a place where you can avoid the doom and gloom of the news of the, the Rona virus um, that the kids are calling it. Big old Rona, big fat Rona. Uh, I recently I, I, realized... I prefer Miley Cyrus. Oh, a bit, a bit of Miley Cyrus, a bit of the old Miley. Uh, I realized, actually, here's a question for you before. I realized now why it's called... Uh, a coronavirus. Do you know why it's called coronavirus?
1: Is it something to do with the beer?
0: No, it's nothing to do with the beer. Apparently under the microscope, the, it, the the virus itself has sort of slight thorns on on it that resemble a crown. And that's why it was called crown corona because coronavirus is the kind of, the group of the group of the viruses and COVID-19 is why it's called. I didn't know that. I thought that was quite imaginative. So we're talking about memes. The scientists are also getting quite creative with this thing too as well. Oh, well. To hear um we've also just received the news, and I think it's probably come through at some point today when this releases in a couple of days uh Big Bojo has just tested positive for it, yeah, my goodness, not moments after he uh publicly announced that he was uh, i I met at a hospital where they were treating it, and I shook hands with everyone. do you remember that a couple of weeks <laughs> he didn't ago do that after, literally a couple of weeks ago he said that he says I was at a hospital and i met I shook hands with everyone, so he is patient zero as far as the cabinet office is concerned. <laughs> Um, which yeah is, which is absolutely hilarious um but i guess just uh yeah it's it's that that mitchell and Webb sketch of this stay in your homes is becoming more and more funny and more and more sort of yeah. scarily real as yeah. this thing goes on yeah uh, anything else on the coronavirus before we nip this whole thing in the bud and move on with the show
1: well well um if we're gonna nip it in the bud then i say nip it in the bud so we nip can it you know bud. Um, excellent can't do that we might as well just record a podcast
0: let's do it we are um, music and movies podcast we like to look at our favorite movies and sort of discuss why we think the music works why we think maybe the music doesn't work where the inspiration for the music came from and i guess just discuss it in our own non-professional um idiotic sort of manner yeah where only one of us is a professional. And only one of those professionals is a full prof- We're a quarter professional, aren't we? So we yeah. don't really know what we're talking about a lot of the time. No, oh, I think we've been quite clear, for, clear about that from the get-go. <laughs> I, love it that, I love it that that's our caveat. Like every time I send an email from my workplace, I have to make sure that no matter what I send, it says at the bottom of it, this email is sent without commitment or, or contract agreement. But that's kind of like the equivalent of us starting a podcast. We don't know what we're talking about, but we're going to talk. Basically, basically, I just want
1: to lay the groundwork for somebody to write into the show and say, you're wrong about this. Yeah. And for me to say, I don't care.
0: Yeah, please see our T's and C's, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Excellent. let's get on with the show so is it you that's going first no it's you is it me fan yeah fantastic so you had some homework again god this show if nothing else uh, doing this podcast it's been a good excuse for me to give you homework
1: yeah because we, we all know that you've just spent your whole life wanting to give me homework <laughs> it's a Weird, thing. Well,
0: and you're but, the teacher you know, as well that's the scary thing you're the one that should be given the homework well, you should talk to
1: any or all of my pupils. They don't consider practice to be homework.
0: Oh,
1: I tried to, but <laughs> I can't practice because I've got too much homework.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you have practiced. You've done your homework, and I'm very impressed. We talked a little bit about this before we started the episode. Yeah, but this week, so I, I, it's, it's definitely a topical conversation <laughs> as we finish the topic. But this week, I have decided to look at the music of the movie 28 days later or or lack thereof lack thereof i completely disagree i think you know can i say
1: percentage wise there's very little music in this movie i what there is i like yeah and it it has purpose but i was sitting there watching it going there's not
0: there's no music in it. <laughs> uh, see, I think it's very, very subtle and very, very clever. I think there's a really, really great example where... So John Murphy's the composer of this. Now, I was wanting to put this movie in directly after my report on Snatch because John Murphy being the composer of Snatch was, was also yes. attached to this. So this is 2002's 28 Days Later by Danny, Danny Boyle. It's funny that you mentioned percentages because I read somewhere that Chillian Murphy, who's the who plays Jim, is the main character in this. spends thirty percent of the the time in this movie either naked or shirtless.
1: Yeah, no. First <laughs> thing, first thing I thought, like you know, his first shot, he's lying on a lying on a hospital bed, and there, <laughs> there it
0: is. But his lad out. So that <laughs> there, that, that film was uh, that 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 film that scene was filmed on a closed set. Um. Actually, Murphy's uh, request, which I always find is quite a funny thing. Why, why you would film something in a closed set that's going to be sent around to the millions and millions of people who are going to watch the movie? I don't quite understand. I guess it's a comfort level thing, but I, yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought it was a bit bit of an, a bit of an oddity. Um, so yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe maybe
1: uh, one of the one of the producers or someone behind the cameras a looker and
0: he doesn't want it stiffy. That's <laughs> Danny Boyle. He doesn't want to put it up front of Danny. No, stop we it, Danny. We don't want to. No, <laughs> you're making me <laughs> shy, <Nah, you>. Danny. <laughs> I've not heard the word "stiffy" in years. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> that <me, laughs> really tickled me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus, what you threw me off. Okay, so yeah, basically, the the movie the movie starts in the same way that another famous zombie movie series starts. Can you tell me what that is? No. Okay, so I know that you're not a huge <laughs> fan of horror, sort of these sort of things, but this starts in a very, very similar way to The Walking Dead. Obviously, The Walking Dead shows Rick Grimes uh, as a police sheriff before the outbreak, the incident, but the thing really kicks off when he wakes off in the hospital bed with that famous don't dead open inside door. Do you know the one? <laughs> where, the, where the writings... are no, I don't. Get... It's a really famous... Uh, uh, listeners of the show, I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about, but Alex uh, thankfully has not got a clue um, but yeah, that, that, I that see, starts because as... I, 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 What I will say
1: is I, I really, really like this movie But I will, you know, say Zombies are
0: shit I hate zombies Zombies are, zombies are shit, aren't they?
1: Zombies uh,
0: are are fucking terrible Well, see, so this is this is the thing about This is the thing about 28 Days Later In my opinion Is that actually, I think But firstly, I don't consider it a horror movie I consider it a drama thriller with horror elements and i think we yeah. talked about this before yeah. i think you said something along the same sort of lines
1: yeah no no that's the thing it's like it, it, it's, what what do you expect out of a horror horror genre movie i think you expect like the thrills and scares i mm. think that's why you go i think i think that's why you go and see a horror movie in the same way that when you go and see an action movie you go and see you know action and explosions yes and, yes you know thing, things like that you know that's what that's what genre movies are that's what genre movies are but like in the case of this i just think this is a good movie mm. and other other things i would put in this category are the first saw i think yes
0: that's a great yeah
1: the movie and i think actually because of all the endless sequels of saw it's become a horror franchise, but I don't yep. actually consider the first Saw movie to be a horror movie in the slightest at all.
0: The first, the first, see, I think that I guess we we'll move on, we'll talk about that there because the Saw movies are—they obviously are, as as you said—they've transitioned to the sort of the almost like the the torture porn esque sort of of, um, yeah, kind of. of 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 movies. But you, but you're right. I think the first one is definitely more of a thriller, but it's kind of like Seven in a way. If you've seen the movie Seven with with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey, oh what, oh, what's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, and I think that Seven and uh, Twenty and, and Saw, sorry, are, are quite similar. And I think Twenty Eight Days Later. I think you're right. It kind of falls more into that category than the sort of outright horror, you know, horror horror movies as as they are. Um, I just want to sort of draw attention to that first scene because the mu- the, you, we sort of talked about the music and you sort of said the lack of music, but I think that's a very, very deliberate piece. That uh, well, opening sequence, the opening sequence where Chili Murphy is walking, I'm pronouncing that right, am I? Is it, how do you pronounce it's, it? I think it's Killian. I thought Killian. it was Killian. Okay, maybe it's me butchering it. So I Kill- could be very wrong, though. So Kill- Killian Murphy is uh, walking through through London. Now, that those scenes were all filmed at roughly about four or so in the morning, when uh, when the city was kind of at its quietest, but also that, it still. That did. Be interesting
1: because that, that's really interesting because I caught I was like looking at all the landscapes and like I thought even at the most at the deadest time in London, especially the shots of him like going across the various bridges that he goes across. You're like there would be a bus, there mm. would be like something a bus a light or something but like i was looking at those shots and there was absolutely nothing
0: no and and it's so this film it, it was it was filmed digitally as well so making it for the people who know what that means that that means that it, it makes it very very difficult to edit sequences afterwards un, un, unlike um unlike a lot of other means of, of sort of, of shooting um but, but but the problem with doing it at four in the morning, was that there was still, like you say, the odd buses that were running and, and the, the nightclubs and stuff. So apparently Danny Boyle and the production team were actually deliberately asking nightclubs to stay open a little bit longer and for buses right. to stop just to, to sort of mitigate that. Um, and obviously the other one was taxi companies and stuff. He sort of wasn't as popular with some of those um, when he was filming. But there's a, there's a piece of music that's played over, over the top um, as he saw as he's sort of walking through town. Now you have two pieces. So if you look on the original soundtrack, you've got rage and the church. And both of these are just absolutely minimalist pieces of music. And, and that's what I'm that's the sort of the focus of my music movie report on 28 Days Later is the word minimalism. So minimalism yeah. I, 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 is something that uh, obviously that you, you know a lot about minimalist, minimalist music. Do you want to give a quick, brief summary of what, what your understanding of minimalist and sort of 20th-century music is, really? Well, minimal, minimalism
1: is basic. The, the most comprehensive like, description of minimalism I can give is it's a very few number of ideas, but repeated and varied almost without end. Yes. So, so yeah, they're really not that complex ideas. They're just, there's no. just, it just happens a lot.
0: Now I would definitely, and I'm sure you probably agree with me. That's the word that is described, the the, the scoring almost of this movie. It, it, it relies on just small minimalism. Uh, the, guitar, yeah. the, the, the instrument of choice that John Murphy relies on for a lot of these uh, songs is the electric guitar. The uh, the electric guitar is used in almost all the tracks, so the church and rage are the starts starts of those. But as yeah. you're sort of walking across uh, sort of Tower Bridge, you can just hear it faintly in the background. You can just hear it faintly building and building.
1: I really got the impression because I remember this piece of music like quite well, and it did actually sh- this did strike me even on like my first viewing. He woke up in the hospital like completely alone, and the score was like silent and it's like the the further he wandered into london and the and the longer he was by himself like th- that feeling of isolation and loneliness was accompanied by like a growing score mm. of of dread like so as as the loneliness increased the tension of the score mm. like increased and the volume increased until like a precipice where like he encounters the the infected really right there's,
0: there's a really great piece of imagery when that mu- when that music is playing almost as a sort of peak is where he's on the steps i don't quite know where it is in london he is i i didn't know if it was outside of st paul's or somewhere where he's on the steps and he's come across all the tw- the fresh 20 pound notes and he's collecting them and just stuffing them in his bag because it's not clicked yeah. yet that you know this is just money but you, that, that means nothing you know that the the, the yeah. value of that bit of paper is now absolutely useless and it's 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 a Im- piece of imagery that that Danny Boyle took from um I believe it was a it was footage from um after Paul Pot's um downfall in Cambodia there was a sort of similar piece of imagery from a from, from 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 a villager that was kind of doing something similar collecting money on the streets of Phnom Penh and he wanted to use that in his uh he wanted to use that in his film at this point kind of society yeah. has fallen as we know it the world is over but there's still people who are kind of struggling onto their cash and I think that that was a really powerful piece of um and, and the thoughts the thoughts that are kind of follow what you're seeing on the screen there I'm, I'm happy that you picked up on that because that's kind of what I'm going for in this sort of review. that we're not going to be talking about great song choices in this movie report we're also not going to be talking about the uh, the beautiful scores. We're talking about the subtleties of this. The next piece piece of music. There's a there's a really really beautiful choice of music. So we we we've cut forward. He he's met Selena. Jim and Selena have come together, and I forget Selena's uh, other partner's name who is brutally murdered. That scene where they're in Jim's house and uh, yeah. Jim looking around at his parents, and he's he's thinking of the memories and stuff, and a piece of music played. But how brutal is that when you know when the, yeah. the zombie's jumping through the window? And uh and, and he obviously he realizes that he's you know, he's he's cut his arm for whatever reason and so Selena has to kind of take him out almost. I I think yeah. that's that's the scene that I was sort of watching this very recently and I remember just like, it struck me a lot more. Um, Yeah. Watching, watching that sequence there, you have a piece of music, a song, which is, uh, it's actually, there's a lot of, there's a couple of other examples of this, but it's, it's a, it's a religious piece of music called abide with me and abide with me plays very, very quietly in the background. And it's, deliberately turned down and I'm talking like volume wise, the music is turned down as he's sort of wandering through his house with his candle, looking at the photos of his past. Now we don't know, Jim, we don't know his real life story, who he is. I think we know we find out that he was like a delivery boy or a postman or something. And that's,
1: briefly.
0: but but that's the point of this is you don't need to know, even though you've taken, you've taken every element of context. out. you don't even know this guy's last name but he's walking around this house with his candle, his home in the night. He's come back to it. His parents are dead. Uh, and it just, oh no, it's, it's when he finds his parents, I believe it just plays this song, Abide With Me. If you watch it again, it's a really, really beautiful choice. It's its like I said, it's a sort of a hymn almost that just plays in the background. Yeah. I think it's really quite haunting and it made me look into it um, a, l- a little bit more, but that was something that, that, that just kind of threw me off, threw me off kilter a little bit. Um, Something else that, that, that comes from this movie as well, as you said, is, is, is it's the, the moments of silence. I think silence is used very effectively in this, in this movie. Can you think of any, any examples where you think that actually, you know, not having music in this was, was or not having any sound at all in some, some respects was, was just absolutely the perfect point? Can you think of a time in this movie that kind of struck you with that? almost just too you know it's too quiet you know that kind of unnerving sense that we talked yeah. about a couple of weeks ago but the
1: spring smite is obviously like right at the beginning when he's yeah. wandering around before yeah. that before before that initial piece of music like you know crescendos mm. like while he's walking around and the only thing you hear is like you know rustling you, you hear some there's i think he's got the wind track through there there's also like a lot of rustling of like the street newspapers mm. and you know and occasionally he'll shout a hello and stuff like that oh but God, that,
0: yeah but other than that
1: it's silence and that that was that was very uncomfortable
0: so so there's another scene that i'm thinking of that's a really uncomfortable scene so we we talked a little bit again off air and we we I guess we're not going to go through the plot of it as such but we get across Frank and Brendan Gleeson's character. There there is a there is a sort of a use of where John Murphy does use a sort of song as the, the montage of them going to the shop the shopping and finding finding the uh, yeah. finding the sort of the store and stuff. There's a really really great piece of music where you're watching the horses you know, when he watches The Wild Horses, there's a piece of music yeah, called yeah. an ascending, uh, sorry, an, an, an ending, and it's called Ascent. There's a, I think that it's a piece of music that's distant, haunting, and constantly has a perfect cadence ending at every stop or every rest of it. And it's like a kind of a moment of clarity and peace and harmony almost I love that and I, and I always loved this movie when I was younger because I loved that scene where Brendan Gleason's watched the horse and then he sort of kisses his hands and wishes them good wa- goodbye I think yeah. that's such a great little point I think he for a character that's very it's not on the screen a lot you get a really good idea of who he is and that he's a good you know he's a good guy in all this yeah I'd say so I think he's uh, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Do you wanna do you wanna say what you were saying as well when we were on the I fo- I don't know if we were doing this in recording if we were on the phone about you were telling us about how unnerving it is hearing him with a non Irish accent as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I was very I think actually my mind tricked myself to hear his Irish accent. Like when yes. he first started talking, I think it took me a couple of sentences even to work out that he was he was a London cabbie.
0: Hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. I and mean, obviously with the, with the cab downstairs. Yeah, very much annoys it. Which, by the way,
1: that brings me on to another point. Even though this isn't a horror movie, it is still guilty of doing that horror trope where all the characters may make stupid decisions.
0: There is a lot of stupid decisions in this it's movie. So stupid.
1: Like when they, when they decide to drive away and then they're faced, oh, do we go the slightly longer route? Or do we go into the tunnel? Exactly. <laughs> well, you're not going into the tunnel. Oh, no, no, they're going into the tunnel.
0: So that sequence, um, that, was filmed, uh, that was filmed in a tunnel that was being constructed at the time. And it took them two days to film that whole sequence. But that's a really, really great piece of imagery that they, they use for, for that piece. Um, a, a fun fact for you as well, for that tunnel sequence, you'll see, obviously, the zombies all running through into the tunnel there. Danny Boyle deliberately chose athletes to play the part of the zombies, because unlike with a lot of zombies, you know, you're a of the living dead and you're sort of Shaun of the dead, Dawn of the dead types. You've got the yeah. sort of slow moving zombies whereas, uh, yeah. zombies, whereas you've got 28 days later, famous for having the virus called rage, which was kind of based off of uh, Ebola with the whole bleeding from the eyes trope, um, yeah. which is, which is kind of where the inspiration for that came from. But he actually deliberately chose athletes to, do that do that part so you could get that kind of that weird almost that fast, fast mentality, which I think is so effective when you It is very
1: effective. Because it's very obviously it's very obviously practical. Yes. As well. I wonder in some shots they did a bit of speed up filming. Mm. But there's no denying that the initial like jerky movements Mm. of like Mm. joints and stuff like that were all deliberate and acted.
0: So I'm going to answer my own question by giving you my, I, uh, the, the the time where I think there is no music and it's used so effectively is where they reach Manchester and they realize the yeah. whole city is in flames and they've been following a- this. How great is it? It's yeah. just seeing the small explosions in the background and obviously quite, you know, quite, quite rightly they're, they're furious and Frank is furious and he sort of, he chases the crow away, and at that point, the blood drops into his eye. Which, Again, silent. again,
1: again. Stupid horror decision. It, it, why yeah, exactly, earth, exactly. Why on earth would you would you hit a a, a rotting corpse with a stick like a fucking pinata? So, like, so what do you think was going to happen?
0: No, no, no. He didn't. He. I think he. I think he chased the crow away or something. Or did he try and hit it? I can't remember what he actually did. Does, does he not hit it? because he
1: like yeah because he tries to hit the crow he, he tries to make the crow go away
0: uh-huh
1: but he's standing right under this thing like looking up yeah like oh oh there's a <laughs> there's, there's a bloody corpse i'll just stand here
0: oh I, just, if it, if it, I I think that i think that's another point as well Let, let's move on to quickly just on to that right this thing the, the 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 virus or the disease it spreads through blood and contact right now obviously we have What's going on in the world at the moment with good old Miley, good old Miley Cyrus. But people Why, are freaking <laughs> people are freaking out with gloves and masks and all sorts, wherever you go, right? But at no point do these characters decide to put on any sort of hazmat suits when they know that it's so infectious through blood. Could you imagine if the old Miley was confected through, like, coughing or like or blood to that extent, and it was like you were just outwardly spraying fluids like these things are. But, like, these guys don't, they don't, it's its almost like they want to have this thing in their eyes. Like, it is quite crazy. Well, well actually, well, no, actually,
1: the, the impression I was struck with watching this movie is, you know, drawing on the parallels with what we're living with just now, I was like, actually, what we're living with in the real world is more infectious than what's, than what's being depicted in the movie.
0: Yeah, I guess, because it is a because, pure viral because thing. Because it was just, did it bite
1: you? Did you get blood in your mouth?
0: I can, I, I can count on
1: uh, <laughs> less than one hand <laughs> the amount of times I've ever had somebody else's blood in my mouth or <laughs> been or, 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 or bitten. So, actually, I'm watching them going, yeah, fine, fair. No, don't wear a hazmat seat. Like,
0: it is pretty brutal when they're vomiting the blood in Field. I mean, that is just like, it's like some evil dead, isn't it? Sort of stuff. But the, yeah. the piece of music that then follows that, you have the Frank's Death that plays, which is um, Soldiers or Requiem in D minor, is what it's known oh, as on the, on the soundtrack there. I think you should definitely go back and listen to that one again if you can't remember the one I'm talking about. I think it's a really, really great. Um, piece of music that that's played requiem
1: in. and d minor
0: yeah and it's called soldiers it's frank frank's frank's death soldiers and it's composed by john murphy who's the, the composer for this
1: When i'm, I'm going to look this up because if it's requiem and d minor the chances of it being um, mozart
0: oh is that quite high the, is it
1: very very high but i don't remember I don't remember hearing
0: it. Okay, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to be. I'll tell you another couple of fun facts before we before Do we it. go over this whole thing. Sorry, my my. I've got. I realise I've got two computers here, so they might be binging and making all sorts of noise throughout this. Also, we probably should have caveated the start. I am recording near a relatively busy street. I know we're all on lockdown, but it seems that everyone's decided to jump in their car this evening. Uh, so that's okay. playing in the background. And um, I've got a fun little sort of quiz for you. you. You only need a very small amount of brain percentage to try and understand what yeah, I'm asking you. Um, who do you think was the first choice to play the role of Jim in this movie based on the fact that the movie came before this what was Danny Boyle's movie that you put out before this you, you like these little quizzes don't you I, I wish you hadn't said
1: that I, say, I wish you hadn't said that because I would have, Because I, then I would have said either Ewan McGregor or Ewan Bremer. <laughs>
0: You're right, yeah, you Hugh, Hugh McGregor was supposed to be Jim. It was Ewan McGregor. But apparently yeah. Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor had a bit of a falling out because Ewan McGregor was supposed to play the central character for The Beach, which was filmed before 28 Days Later, but then Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. was was put in for that role and then uh, uh, obviously Killian Murphy then played the role of Jim in, in this. Uh, s- similarly, on that theme, we also had the inclusion of Christopher Eccleston with a weird out of place accent, again I'm so used to seeing Christopher Eccleston with a northern accent but in this yeah. he has the sort of the sort of posher southern accent which kind of feels a little bit out of place. Do you know who was supposed to be playing Major West uh, in Christopher Eccleston's place?
1: Oh, I've got no idea but I can't imagine it would have been anyone better than Christopher Eccleston.
0: Did you like him in this? If, yeah,
1: yeah if for no other reason that at no point did you ever feel like the main characters had reached safety purely yeah. because like oh they've reached the military. Who's the commander? Oh, it's Christopher Eccleston. Ah, he's the baddie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's funny because I think this other casting would have done the same job, which was uh, Robert Carlyle. All right. So Robert Carlyle was was supposed to. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be there as well. So so you can yeah. see the kind of similarities between this and the train spotting. But then doesn't he uh, turn up in 28 weeks later? That's right. Yeah, very, very good. Very good observation. Thank you. you. Thank you. The final piece of music that I want to talk about, and that is a, a piece of music called In the House in a Heartbeat. Okay? Now, yeah. the reason it's called In the House in a Heartbeat has, has troubled me for a while. This has been a really, I, I've loved this piece of music. I remember my old iPod classic. I deliberately downloaded this song to have on it because I loved listening to it. I like the building intention of this piece of music, the kind of minimalist structure. So, so it's called In the House in a Heartbeat because obviously the, the underlying dialogue between Selena and Jim is that if you are infected, I, will, I won't hesitate to kill you. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, and it builds to that point, and obviously that the I think that when this music starts to play, uh, obviously um, the the reason it starts to play is because one of the soldiers says the line is uh, in the house, so when yeah. he says he's in the house, the haunting piano music in the background sort of starts. And the do 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 do. I think it's just absolutely. It 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 just really gets to you. That and the rain coming outside and the flashing of the lightning, and then that that
1: rain is relentless. It is
0: absolutely relentless. You know, it 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 is some singing in the rain style rain. And and you you have the 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 music builds because then you get the acoustic guitar starts to come in a little bit in the background and that plays, and then the do 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 the the electric guitar plays in the background and the, the and every, meanwhile the piano's still going and the and the drums then kick in i just think this is just such a fantastic layered piece of music and i think that this yeah. end sequence of the move, movie because i feel like the movie's a little bit discombobulated at times it kind of it, it, it everything gets tied together in this final piece of music and then it, f- it
1: feels, it feels, the whole movie,
0: doesn't it? If sorry, say that again with your your audio it, card. It
1: feels, it feels indie.
0: It feels in the, yes, yes. Well, but, but that kind of almost found footage style of delivery from Danny Boyle is is is, is deliberate for this. This is the kind of grainy style almost of, of what you're seeing in the cinematography was, was deliberately used. But I think it's a very addictive format for this type of movie. It makes you want to watch more. And also I think they get away with a lot more from this. It's it's the filming of this is the kind of less is more. The, the, all the sequences where the zombies are running around in the mansion all the sequences from the parlor or the kitchen are filmed from one almost like security camera and you can only see what's happening because there's a light that's sort of dangling backwards and forwards over the large table and they use the lighting so effectively at that point just as the kind of the piece is really really building and building intention until it just cuts off because you you see obviously jim who gets the last army soldier. He, kill, you know, he kills the last soldier. But the way that he kills him is so animalistic. It's like he's oh, properly turned.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, yeah. It's like he's been infected. Uh-huh. And What's-her-face is going to kill him.
0: But then, obviously, she, she pauses for a second because she thinks maybe he's not dead. And, obviously, he's not. He, he's still alive. Yeah. And, and then he delivers the brilliant line of that was longer than a heartbeat. Oh, I love fantastic. that. It's a I, really, I, I a smiled really,
1: so much at Abbott. It. It's
0: a really, really good payoff. It's so clever. It's so, so great. And I think the, the music choice of that scene is fantastic. And then you have that kind of weird, almost background piece of uh, guitar music, which is at the end of the track in the House in the Heartbeat. It's the do, 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 Just a simple guitar on its own with a little bit of reverb and a little bit of chorus effect. Yeah. And it's the same bit of music where he's lying on his back after escaping from the army camp the first time. And he lies on his back and he looks up and he sees the aircraft flying. Yeah. And you think just like, that must just blow your mind. After the last hours you've had, just seeing an aircraft above you—that must just absolutely blow your mind. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's my report in a nutshell. On twenty-eight days later. So talk. So talk briefly about the ending. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Like the actual ending, or rather, which one do you prefer? What do you mean? Which one do I prefer? Well, there's two endings. Is there more than one ending? Now I had heard about this somewhere. Yes. You've not seen it. No, I had heard about this, but I always had the first ending where it ends in Glencoe. Yeah. What's the other ending? The other ending is he dies because he's he shot. Really? Oh, yeah. and they and they bury him or something.
1: Oh no! Uh, literally, it's uh, the two girls. They take him to a hospital and they try and save his life by themselves, but obviously they don't know what oh. to do. And he yeah. bleeds out on a table, and then. And then one of them's like, what do we do now? And I'm just like, we have to keep moving. And then they just walk out of the hospital and then then the movie ends.
0: Wow. See, personally, I would have preferred that, I think.
1: Ah, no, not me. Do you know what? I loved the original ending of this movie because it was trademark Danny Boyle feel good.
0: Oh, he's quite, he likes his feel good endings, doesn't he?
1: He's so good at that. Every single movie I've seen of his... Has always got this really cathartic ending where you just feel so not happy but like satisfied.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I know. I know what you're talking about. Actually, um, I think the the, the yeah. great example of that is the the, the train spotting movies, which um, uh, I think there's they might appear very soon after this episode <laughs> in our next. Possibly. One. Yeah. Um. Another couple of things. Another thing that I wanted to talk about. There's a few funny moments in this movie. Like there's a few legitimately funny moments in this movie. The whole thing of um, what's going on and then the zombie running across the side, you know, when they get into the mansion, when they get back. And it's kind of like this yeah. sort of almost slapstick comedy. And then the point. Yeah, at the it's kind of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And then the point at the end where obviously Selena and Jim are, are, are sort of happy and they're, they're sort of kissing and they're happy that they're, they're sort of, they're both okay. And then Hannah comes in and absolutely clobbers him on the back of the head because he thinks that they were eating each other. Yeah, um, I think that I, I I like that sort of stuff. But that brings me on to probably the funniest part of this movie, which is the character of Hannah. Probably yeah. the worst piece of acting I've ever seen in a movie ever. <laughs> now I rewatch re-watched this. <laughs> My God, she's absolutely jarring in this movie, and the dialogue just cuts. It almost it reminded me of almost like a Sierra, a Sierra Leone's um, Sierra Le- uh, the bloody um, the what's he called. I've, my, I've gone a blank the Italian director Sergio Leone Sergio Leone sorry I'm saying Sierra Leone because uh, Danny Boyle took a lot of the inspiration from Sierra Leone the actual country when they had their um, Sierra Leone <laughs>
1: the exactly it's, it's not, you're not saying that because it sounds like Sergio Leone <laughs> That, that can't be why that can't be why. no 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 it's actually a reason to do with Danny Boyle and his filming, got nothing to do with the fact that I'm dyslexic and the two names sound the same um,
0: So Sergio, Only, Sergio Only he, he does, Lonely film Sergio Lonely Sergio Lonely been, it's been four days in quarantine I'm fucking sat over here Sergio Lonely, that's my name yeah. um but he uh it's almost like he dubs her voice her dialogue in in the background i just think it's so jarring um <laughs>
1: yeah i can't yeah, say i don't but thinking back on it i think i reckon you're probably right <laughs>
0: uh anyway thumbs up wise now i'm going to be controversial here because as a movie i think it's great i think yeah. it's a great movie as a soundtrack i think it's meh but combine them together. I think the final product is almost two thumbs up and I'm just going to say uh, maybe not quite because I think there's maybe a chance of one or more of these songs to kind of come through. I think that In a House in a Heartbeat is what this film rides upon and I don't think I would have done a report on it if that song wasn't in this title whereas yeah. all the other movies that we've discussed, there hasn't been one movie a song that's underpinned the movie it's been a yeah. series of songs that's underpinned the movie. For that reason alone, I'm going to give it one. But I like everything about this movie. I like why they choose the songs. And I think that if only John Murphy had been consulted a little bit more, um, I'm sure he was consulted a lot, as if I know what I'm talking about. But I yeah. think that there, there could have been a real masterpiece uh, uh, hidden inside that there. What do you think, Alex? Well, I think, again, it's,
1: a, it's an interesting one. I think one for me as well. But it's with the caveat of the scoring and the soundtrack that is there services the movie perfectly.
0: Mm.
1: Right? It's not you know, it, it services the movie as a piece of art and and adds to the product that Danny Boyle like was trying to make. Mm. It's not a generic horror movie with a generic horror movie soundtrack because it is actually a bit of a horror movie trope to use minimalist pieces of music mm-hmm. because okay. the, the the repetition can be eerie mm. and unsettling. Mm. well i much. think yeah
0: if you if you look to the hateful eight we talked about a couple of weeks ago that last coach out of red rock piece it kind of builds yeah. a building piece of music yeah okay fair yeah i see the point you're making Yeah,
1: because again it's not it's not free of those tropes but it also helps craft it in a way that it is unique so this the music services the the movie perfectly it's just you know it's it's very subtle and not that noteworthy as Mm. it were
0: Mm.
1: fair enough so it's one it's one for me as well
0: Send him a nice little text to spur him along. Let me just... Oh, uh, here he bloody is, as if he was listening to us. Here yeah. we bloody go. He's at, He's back online. How's it going, sailor? I'm all right. <laughs> oh, I've gone God. very dark. And the reason I've gone very dark is in the time it took us to record the first half of that episode and the second half of the episode, uh, night fell. That's how long it took me and how, yes. uh, in some ways, I'm completely illiterate in terms of... Oh. Yeah. I hope i would eating my dinner by
1: now. Christ. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, let's just get on with this fucking thing so we can go and live our lives again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can go and live our lives and not go anywhere. <laughs> exactly.
0: We can get out there and start, start, start living. Start going to cool bars, trendy bars and meeting people. Do you know, what I was thinking yeah. this, right? I was thinking this about this whole lockdown. I was thinking... Oh, what's closing? Gyms, pubs, bars, restaurants, clubs. Oh God, like my social life is going to stay exactly the same. Yes. (laughs) exactly I was thinking of all of those you know it's kind of like in my head I was like picturing myself what I thought I did in my life was go to like 90s bars where and like meet people and be like hey how's it going hey and everyone's got like cocktails and everyone's like laughing you know like you, you know like that De Serano advert that went around in the early sort of like 2000s and everyone was like what yeah. is going on I pictured that was my life but then I forgot and I don't actually have a life and so I kind of realized nothing's gonna change <laughs> yeah anyway uh, I believe it's up. It's your turn now, mate. Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh, was, it, was there going to be some sort of quiz or clue or cryptic thing? to nah, it just straight matter, in there. Mate. Nice.
1: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, mate. It's Die Hard. It's just, it's just
0: Die Hard. Love it.
1: Right. Report over. Oh, okay, cool. Happened. Nice.
0: <laughs> we can get on. Moving forward.
1: <laughs> yeah. Otherwise known as the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Ah. <sighs>
0: Right, this this whole thing with the Christmas movies, right, uh, right. So, die, so Die Hard one of these movies that I've. Um, I, I, I'm going to make myself very, very clear at the start. I've I've had a chance to think about how I'm going to phrase this without pissing anyone off. You and you especially, and <laughs> I've, I've, I've I've almost I feel like a disgraced politician. Like I've prepared a statement so that right. I don't be misinterpreted in any way. <laughs> you know, I haven't actually. Die Hard is a great movie of its time. It's a great movie for action. It's a great movie for suspense. I also think the music in it is fantastic when you peel back the layers and look at what you're, you know, and, and, and kind of listen to what you're looking at. But I personally, it, it's Die Hard for me is that movie is that is that kid at, at school that everyone likes that for some reason i just i have nothing in common with this kid right i can't i can't engage with this i can't I, there's something about it i just i struggle with you know it's 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 little little things like the fact that like i, I don 't get it why they're they're really hammering home the point they're terrorists or so they're German terrorists okay cool. And then they're at the Japanese tower. Like it's, it's such a movie of its time and it's such a cult classic movie. But when I think of it compared to other cult classics, I think of like the blues brothers. This is, this is nowhere near as good as the blues brothers in my opinion. And then you've got the genre, but that's the thing. That's the thing. But, but I'm trying to try. I'm trying to accurately find something to compare it against that I, I personally enjoy. So the avenue that I go down for that is because it's a cult classic, right? We're not going to go down the cult side, we go down the action side. But my action movies that I like are, of that era, are the Bond films. And we've obviously gone through them to death. Yeah. But it's not even comparable to those. So for some reason, I just can't get on board with this movie. And I think it's because I'm a movie snob I think it's right. because I'm a movie snob, and then there's this whole thing with people going, "Oh, uh, it's it's um, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie." And I'm like, if you, if it's really a Christmas movie, there wouldn't be a debate about it. As if as if people go, "Home Alone" is a Christmas movie, and then you've got a whole audience of people going, "It's not a Christmas movie. It's a thriller about <laughs> a kid." It's the home a home breaking Christmas. movie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. I think to summarize my understanding of Die Hard, and I really want you to change my opinion of this, right, is that I I am not its biggest fan for the reasons that I feel like it just, it, it, it tries to be so many things or people try to put it in so many different camps. And I liken it again to, it's that kid at high school that he's a nice kid. He's a great guy. He helps out a lot. He's, he's you know, he's a good looking bloke. He gave me his last sweetie the other day. I'll always remember him for that. But there's something yeah. about him I just, I just don't like. You've, anyway, you've yet
1: to put across any sort of critical argument. As I know, as well why you don't I know, I know.
0: It. It's intangible. It's, there's no reason why I shouldn't <laughs> like this movie. So okay, well, there's one thing that keeps coming back to of this is when he talks to himself throughout the whole movie. Okay. Now, again, like I've hammered home the point of show, don't tell, show, don't tell, show, don't tell. It's something that I say constantly. My favorite movies, by and large, show and don't tell. But the whole whole device of John McClane talks to himself throughout this whole thing is kind of like it's an unnecessary narration. I put it to you that if you could watch this movie without any of the scenes of him talking to himself, it would be a far better film because... It's a little bit more intelligent and a lot less self-aware. Yeah, but you'd hate John McClane. Like,
1: I don't mind
0: that. I, I don't would, mind. Why I would mean, you? You wouldn't care about. Him. Like but he's an asshole anyway. I don't like. He's a dick. yeah what But he who cares he's but he he's, he's an asshole. Across, that, he's he's an asshole across. that saves the day. Yeah, but like the whole thing, it's it's the whole thing of oh, he's just a, and that's another thing, right? It it it's like um, it's like we talked about with the Fast and Furious movies of. The first oh, one, God. they're stealing DVD players. That's why you don't like it. No, but this is, but this is it, right? I, the first one, they're, they're stealing DVD players, right? And then the final yeah. one is they're chasing the nuclear submarine across the ice. But it's the same thing with the Die Hard movies, because if you look at all the movies, right, and i tell you what, they have had their ups and their downs, those movies, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh yeah.
1: Um, I'm, not, I'm, not one, I'm not one to tell you. Look, I am one to tell you that every Fast and Furious movie is a fucking banger and you're wrong <laughs> even
0: Tokyo Drift
1: but especially
0: Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift the inclusion of a Tokyo Playstation 2 in a car is genius <laughs> yes but, 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 but yeah, about- yeah. But we're talking about the
1: last Die Hard movie which by the way I've not even seen the one with like Jai Courtney as his son and it's like
0: I saw it this Russian espionage—you actually seen it? I went to the cinema to watch it because I was oh with a group my... of mates. Yeah, with a group of mates, and I was never more is... disappointed with a movie in my like. It's just—is it like the worst action movie you've ever seen in your life? But, but this is the thing. It's that I genuinely think. I genuinely think the Die Hard movies. I don't understand. Now, I don't. I think it's just a joke that's got out of hand. I genuinely think the fact well, that we all like them is a top. joke that's got out of hand.
1: For a I think in many, many, many ways, Die Hard created the genre of Die Hard. Because in so many action movies since then, the kind of lone wolf kind of hero type story are all Die Hard. No,
0: it's not. It's not because and I thought that. But I, I disagree because the literally they use a line where the, the, the sort of the, the head of the, I guess, the detective who's there, who's helping out the, the the officer on the beat. who You know, the guy who's talking to him on the radio. Yeah, you know, you know. He's brilliant. But then his boss is there. He gets on the radio and he goes, who do you think you are? Do you think you're some sort of Rambo? And I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Rambo as a movie is uh, uh, appears in this universe. And Rambo is, yeah. is the distinctive Lone Wolf film. So it's not the first Lone Wolf action movie. The, the real lone, Wish, lone Wolf action movie, or is it, is it Die Hard 2? Is, is the one that maybe I've completely fallen over in this one. Which is the one where he's the Lone Wolf? <laughs> I think it was the first one. The first Rambo. First, first Rambo? Yeah. I don't know. Because that's the point I'm making, is that the first Rambo appears in this movie as another movie. So that, that is a movie within yeah. this movie. So yeah, I, 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 I stand by my statement that I think the Die Hard movies are, I, or the, especially the first Die Hard movie, is it's something that's got out of hand. Yeah. Nah. It's that, not as,
1: it's, it's not as good as, as it's merit so- that it gets. <laughs> And and the talking to and the talking to himself thing, you're just plain wrong about. It. Because when he's <laughs> when he's been when he's been battered and bruised, and he's fallen down a fucking ventilation shaft, and he's crawling through the vents, and he and he flicks his lighter on, and then he just looks at himself in his situation, and then he just goes, "Come out to California, be fun. We'll have some laughs." Oh, I did <laughs> like, like that bit actually. That's yeah, so yeah, funky. exactly. The
0: you bit's but- good. <laughs> <laughs> But don't get me wrong. Die Hard Two and Die Hard Four quality movies. Love them. I love Die Hard Four.
1: Wait, what about Die Hard Three? Samuel J. I can't,
0: I can't remember. I, I saw it a while ago. I need to watch Die Hard Three again. Oh, this, oh
1: the, the oh, Die Hard Three is something else.
0: Is it really good? Is it? I can't. I can't think. I've watched it actually.
1: It's Samuel Samuel L. Jackson in peak Samuel L. Jackson mode. Oh,
0: okay. Fresh. I need to get. I need to watch.
1: Fresh off of *Pulp
0: Fiction*, really? Oh, okay. I need to watch that one because *Die Hard*, *Die Hard* two, again. Like, I really like. That's a really good movie. It's a, it's a, it's a carbon copy of *Die Hard* one, except they, they in an airport, a tower for an airport. That's literally the only difference. But I like airports more. Airports talk to me more than towers
1: quality of the movie. <laughs> Callum likes airports more. Which is
0: why Die Hard One is over I don't time. like this movie. Power. I, I don't like Tower. I think Die Hard Two is better than Die Hard One. It's it's just not <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm not gonna for I'm not star, gonna going about this. Or a
1: star. I'm joking it's, it's <laughs> For a start, it doesn't have Alan Rickman.
0: Awesome, I, yeah. Do you, do you want? Do you want? I'm sorry. Let's get on with your report because I know you've done a lot of research and a lot of uh, you've made a lot of notes and stuff like this as you usually do, and you usually get nice as I prepared for as it. I usually do. <laughs> right. So the music
1: in Die Hard One, <laughs> or, <laughs> Die Hard, <laughs> yep. is hilarious. It's all to brilliant. joy, and. Right, so before we get to Ode to Joy, which is just genius, let's talk about why this is, in fact, a Christmas movie. And it's not because the movie just takes place at Christmas. It's because the movie is bookended by Let It Snow.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, you're right. Yeah. The first and last, last pieces of music you hear... Is it playing in the airport? At the yeah. start, yeah.
1: And when he actually comes out at the end, and he's mm. won, he's killed Alan Rickman. Mm. It's there. Uh, it's there as well. It's but it, the the movie is presented as a Christmas movie. That's the point. That's why it's a Christmas movie. It's not. You know, we've we've lived with this movie for decades, and so it's one of the most famous action action movies of all time. When you actually sit down and watch it. It's a New York cop visiting his family in L.A. for Christmas. The setup is a Christmas movie.
0: Right. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah,
1: okay. That's why it's a Christmas movie. And the the argument against that is, it's not a Christmas movie, it's Die Hard. i like, yeah, but you only know it's Die Hard because we've been living with Die Hard for like 30 years.
0: But, yeah... I, I I but but my argument to the whole thing of it's a Christmas movie, it's not a Christmas and I see the point you're making, obviously, because we do we start with, with let it snow and it ends with let it snow. Yeah. Um but this is where my argument falls in its face because I'm gonna make the statement of there's hundreds of movies that are not Christmas movies that have Christmas songs in them. Name one. Um <laughs> I mean I can't <laughs> off the top of my head, but <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you know, but but it it it's you're right. The 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 setup for it is Um, a Christmassy movie sort of setup of, it's a New York cop visiting his family in LA for Christmas. I get that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So that's, and then it descends, it descends and it warps into something completely different. Mm. And, and then it looks in the middle when you think that they're terrorists, right? It seems like something else. And then it turns out that they're actually just thieves. And then it ends as something completely different. Mm. Like, and I really like that. I and mean, there's this great, there's this great line that Alan Rickman delivers. Which, by the way, this is one of his earliest movies. Yeah. If not his Earliest screen credit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because he wasn't a young actor. He was quite. He was already like a bit into yeah, it. He's when getting he, on. Yeah. I think. I think that was the first acting credit. Actually.
0: I'm um, sure. I'm sure um, someone could have done some research on that before we started the show. Oh, to have
1: probably. Maybe me. <laughs>
0: Let me let me find uh, out. Me point.
1: Okay. Holly, John McLean's wife, says, You're not a terrorist. You're like you're nothing. You're just a thief. You're, you're just a thief. And Alan Rickman like just gets pissed off and he goes, I'm an exceptional thief, Mrs. McLean. And since I'm moving up to kidnapping, I suggest you be more polite.
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good one.
1: <laughs> like that's such a great line. And this movie's this movie's full of great one liners. I mean most <laughs> of them most of them from bruce willis you know you've got yippee Kaye. yes
0: yes yes
1: Which, one of my favorite moments is when he's trying to call for help oh um, from, yeah and um, or from the radio and the operators sir this line is for emergencies only and then you don't see him say it you just hear his voice down the radio he's like no fucking shit lady do yeah. sound like a goddamn pizza
0: <laughs> yeah i love, i love that i love that he is very funny bruce the, the, those sort of moments he is very funny in those in those sort of uh like that that kind of comedy i think that yeah i i laughed out loud yeah. at that point actually i yeah. love that
1: point. no you do it's brilliant it's
0: brilliant so to answer your question alan rickman had appeared in a couple of movies be- uh, a couple of things before die hard sort of some some things here Shelley, he was in Shelley, so it was uh Probably some sort of biopic of 1980 Shelley, uh, Romeo and Juliet as well. It was a 78 production. I'm not quite sure fully. Straight yeah. to DVD and Sky. It was. It was a BBC straight to. Uh, he also appeared in a couple of low grade porn movies. Uh, initially, one called Hard Dying. Um, this one's also called Die Hard, but obviously has a different premise completely. <laughs> right, <laughs> little joke on my expense <laughs> there, good. everyone.
1: That was good, Cal. Well done. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Right. But
1: back to, back to the music of this bloody thing, though. So there's a couple of exceptions, but by and large, most of the incidental music in this, right, is German, mm. which obviously the bad guys are German. So okay. when they enter the party, there's a, a string sextet on a balcony playing some music. And what they're playing is. Uh, excerpt from uh, Johann Sebastian Bach's Third
0: Brandenburg
1: Concerto, which is a very famous piece of like German Baroque music. Ah,
0: interesting. And, and, then, and Brandenburg for obviously for the listeners, Brandenburg, famous Brandenburg Gate in in Berlin, which is the massive yeah. structure that there. Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, and so all this is, is signposting like the villains who are German, and then and the main, obviously the big main Germanic theme that accompanies the villains and also the movie is beethoven's ode to joy from Mm. his uh, ninth symphony it's probably one of the most famous pieces that beethoven ever wrote and i love its inclusion in this movie because it is apart from the german maybe apart from the german national anthem or even even above and beyond the german national anthem it's quintessentially germanic Mm. like one First things that springs to mind when you hear the Ode to Joy is Germany. Yeah,
0: yeah. right. Because, because, because you know me, because I'm a huge fan of the German national anthem, and every time I hear the German national anthem on the sort of often when I listen to that stellar piece of music, that that audio delight, I think straight to Germany. But you're right; something only pips it to the post, which is Ode to Joy. I don't know what the German is. Well, you say
1: that in such a flippant way like the German national anthem was written to be the German national anthem. <laughs> do you know what it actually
0: is? I've not got a clue, no.
1: You haven't got a clue. So it's a it's slow movement of a Haydn string quartet. That's How where it, it? That, That's what it originally was.
0: <laughs> is it really? Okay.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's gorgeous. It's and bloody think, gorgeous.
0: It is bloody gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's oh, one yeah. of the most beautiful. National Anthems. Have we ever done we I guess that, that would be a fun special, National Anthems. Going through the motions, national anthems coverage. Oh god. I think there's some try. beautiful national anthems out there. Yeah, I wouldn't do a whole podcast <laughs> episode on <laughs> What's your favorite national anthem? Is it the German one? Yeah. I'm sure I've actually it might
1: before. be it might be, a, it might be actually. Is it really? Oh nice. It might be. Yeah, but apart from the "Ode to Joy" being quintessentially German and it points to the villains, it's not a villainous, evil, bad guy piece of music. It's exuberant and, and joyful, and exactly. <laughs> but it, isn't it though? It's triumphant. Yes, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. It's like a cele- It's a. It's a celebration piece, mm. and that's a weird thing to put yeah to put on on villains and it just sort of highlights the kind of farcical nature of this movie that it's not a serious piece it's not to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. it's just light fun Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and i like it who cares
0: and I like what you're saying as well about the whole joyous, the victorious piece, because obviously when it's played in full swing, you see this very professional takeover of the tower by yeah. the, the villains. And you are kind of thinking, oh, they've obviously planned this for ages. This is just a victory. This is them just going about their plan. They make it look very normal. Obviously, John McLean's the spanner in the works, something that they just couldn't have predicted. So as far as they're concerned, everything's just joyful. It's just going ahead. So it's actually yeah. quite appropriate for what we're seeing on the screen, and from the point of view of Alan Rickman and 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 his character.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's um it's really great. And there's a couple of other musical kind of cues in it that don't really lend itself to much of the movie, other than them being like calling cards of the director. For example, there's quite there's a few references, more than a couple of references of "Singing in the Rain."
0: Oh, is it really? In
1: the, yeah, in this movie, it's just some really subtle audio motifs. And it's there for no other reason than, than the director, John Materne, was his favourite movie was Clockwork Orange. Okay. That's Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange, where famously Malcolm McDowell sings Singing in the Rain as he's...
0: Oh, yeah, as he's kicking, yeah, as he's kicking the guy yeah. in the chest. I remember it, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And literally, it, it doesn't... It, it, there's no parallels to that movie. It's, just, it's literally just saying the filmmaker going, I like this film. And I like this thing that's in that film, so I'll
0: put it in my film. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Okay, just yeah. whilst John John McLean kicking Alan Rickman in the bollocks, singing in the rain. That was my favourite yeah. part of the film. Yeah, <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> no. Ironically, just... Alan Rickman reenacts the rain near the end of the movie when he jumps <laughs> off the
1: tower. <laughs> the fun yeah, his face went out of the tower.
0: It's great. Excellent. No, I, 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 I like that. I like, I like when you have inclusions for no other reason than just, no, I like that person's work. I like that person's, I like that person's work. Sorry, that's something that I forgot to say about someone just admiring someone else's work and having no reason to include it. Um, back to 28 Days Later, just very briefly, Stephen King, uh, who's obviously the very famous horror writer, liked 28 Days Later so much that he uses some scenes of, his, of the dialogue of the movie in uh, Doctor Sleep, the novel, Oh, right! really? Wow. Literally just because, for that reason. And, and, and it's, there's no other reason than, no, I, I like the movie and I wanted to show my respect that I like that movie. So it's, it's nice yeah. that this, I think that appears, I think you'd be hard pushed to find a movie or a director that hasn't put some sort of nod to another movie in it nowadays. I think you'd have to find a really obscure and bizarre movie because it, it's like yeah. the whole argument of if the Beatles didn't write those songs, who would? in yeah. the sense that everyone who writes a song now they're inspired by another song we're we're basically yeah. building we're songwriters are just circling the drain iterating iterating till every new release is the same four chords over and over again oh wait a minute something's happened <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: i mean we've been we've been like that since the mid nineties man yeah, I guess I guess i guess
0: you you only know that you're in it until you're in it. you can't spot these things coming up on you
1: no exactly exactly as far as the original scoring of die Hard is concerned there's it, it, there's not a huge amount to talk about really no. it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of generic actiony stuff, right yeah, yeah. like. Like the the composer um, Michael Kamen, is a very very influential, well respected film composer. He's written some really top notch stuff. Here, I, I feel like I feel like it was one of the first instances of that kind of very current twenty first century method of scoring movies, where you just write a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and then just give it to the filmmakers and let them do what they want with it.
0: Well, Michael Kamen also famously did Lethal Weapon as well, which is a similar sort of ilk to this movie in terms of the yeah. generic score that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, which you saw. The generic and,
1: action Yeah, Wars, he like also... Big, big brass blasts and things like that. Well,
0: speaking of big brass blasts, big, br- big, bra- Jesus Christ, brass blasts, I talked about James Bond. He, uh, Michael, Shea- uh, Michael Kamen did a Bond movie. Can you tell me what one he arranged? Michael Kamen. Mm. this is gonna I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to the look on your face i'm happy i've got you on camera here on, when we get the answer to this yeah because you're gonna like this answer license to kill. yep license to kill oh. look at his face get because it. you like it because of obviously as you said the big brass numbers and stuff like that yeah. there that that the, the, this this Can you believe I saw one I can't believe you got that in one because I kind of leaned it towards you because I know how much you like what? that movie All I you know
1: was like bond that. movie
0: Alex you don't know what you're talking about mate you, All you, you yeah gave I gave it to you
1: bond is bond movie And, and I, I gave it to picked you it, and I picked it out of 20 five of them <laughs> and you're Nah, I basically gave you the answer.
0: Do you know what, listeners? What you can't see is that I've got Alex on webcam right now and I just held up the sign License to Kill, so he read it to make him look better. So uh, right. he's hes obviously... You're only really lying on to all. <laughs>
1: what was that? You're only really lying to yourself.
0: <laughs> I'm going to mute you right now. <laughs> I've right. got the power <laughs> to end this conference call. You do. You do actually yeah, it's not like it's not like when we usually record at my flat and I've got the power to kick you out my flat Because that's a that's a really that's a really analog process that takes a lot of moving parts Like I've got to get the kettle on yeah. I've got to like spray the hot water at you and the salt to get you out of my out of my flat But yeah. in this method of zooming I can just hit end call Yeah, you could <laughs> I kind of wanted
1: to talk about Die Hard because it's one of my favorite It's one of my favorite movies and if I was to you know if I was to give it like my my thumb rate my thumb rating yeah you know it's a it's a it's a two star it's a it's a two thumb up it's a two thumb up movie with a what- with a one thumb up score
0: i i'm gonna hurt you here mate right I was gonna say no thumbs up, but i'm gonna give you one because oh. I like the singing in the rain inclusion, and I like the Germanic references. I I, I don't know. Like you I just said, it's like fun. I don't like fun. I don't like fun, and I don't like it when heroes prevail. <laughs> you
1: don't like fun. You don't like good, good, simple fun.
0: But it's but it's like I don't know. Like I I kind of feel like uh, I don't know. It's I don't want to say lowest common denominator because it's not that. But it feels like it is. I don't know. There's something about this movie. It's like I said, I should love this movie. But for some reason, I just can't get on board with it. I, I, I didn't grow up with this movie. Maybe it's worth saying that as well. I didn't. This movie yeah. was not available to me as, as a kid. Just because, like, for, you know how you're, we, we talked about this last week. When, again, we keep going back to the Bonds. But the example that you gave, which is a really good example of, is that some of us had certain, some movies growing up and some of us had the other movies growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is just one of those movies that just was not available to me growing up. Like yeah. this wasn't on VHS for us. And I think your dad would have been all over this movie. I, no, I genuinely I, think your dad would have been. To be, be
1: fair, my dad
0: loves Die Hard. Yeah, I, actually, I think he would. I think he would have been he all over this.
1: Die
0: Hard. <laughs> nice, nice. I actually that would be a fun experience. I would love. To, can I? Can I say now? Right. I know what would salvage my thoughts on Die Hard is to sit down with you and your dad. And watch Die Hard, the three of us. I was going to suggest we do it over Easter, but I feel like Easter's been cancelled along with everything else under the sun. Yeah. So, so the Die Hard movie night in is uh, is no longer on the cards anymore.
1: What What about when everything kicks back up again? Absolutely, we'll, I'd,
0: I'd love to, I'd, to do that. I bet. I bet we we'll go see
1: uh, Die Hard live in concert. <laughs> uh,
0: is it? Is it? Is it? Is it coming live in concert?
1: No, <laughs> surely, surely that movie would not be released. Although, actually having said that i think it would be amazing to see a full symphony orchestra go absolutely ham on some beethoven while <laughs> while while bruce willis is kicking ass overhead <laughs> i think that'd be amazing
0: amazing nice nice perfect uh, well I, I think that i think it rounds out if you've got any other points or anything you want to make on this one i think that's no. that's it nice forward yeah. yeah what are you moving forward with calum moving forward with my so it's funny so we so my sort of small team of engineers every morning we've decided in some way to hold on to normality during these fun times we decided to do morning zoom calls where we all call in with our coffees and we just sit and chat and we sort of go around the houses and we sort of ask how's everyone getting on what you've been up to stuff and it came to me and oh, i nice. and it was sort of yesterday this morning or yesterday morning And we, what have you been up to calum and i went Absolutely nothing. And I mean, I have just literally nothing is going on in my life right now. Everything that I have to tell my, like, all I've been doing apart from work is either planning for a podcast, which I haven't really told them about, or I've been going on a walk and listening to sort of podcasts or music or playing my Xbox and, 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 and cooking with my girlfriend. There's been nothing else that I've done with, in, in my life. Yeah. And so I'm kind of. They're like, "What? What did you get up to? What have you been moving forward with?" They didn't ask that, but they went, "What have you been doing?" And I went, Absol- I mean, absolutely nothing. I mean, li- I may yeah. as well be in cryogenic sleep."
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> it is. It is an interesting state because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that at the moment. What about yourself, mate?
0: Salvage well, this I, section of the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's a there's a couple of things that i have kind of. Started since quarantine has been imposed on us. Number one, which is definitely the most interesting thing, is basically because I'm not, I don't live, I don't live with my girlfriend Mm. at the moment. So we're both in separate locations at the moment. So we we were thinking to ourselves, what what can we do together, but like not together? If you see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so we decided to read Lord of the Rings
0: read lord of the rings over video to each other
1: no 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 just kind of like a kind of kind of in a kind of book club format type thing where we read where we st- we only started a couple of nights ago but i'm reading two episodes a day because at some point you know we practice she's episodes. a musician too we, we practice chapters chapter, sorry
0: sorry <laughs> cool, okay
1: because <laughs> you know we practice and we take we, you know we take breaks throughout the day so you know one of your breaks you read a chapter and you read two chapters in a day, and then we're in contact most of the day anyway. And then at the end of the day, we um, have a little debrief and have a little chat about the chapters that we read.
0: That sounds so sophisticated. That sounds, that <laughs> sounds, no, that does. That sounds lovely. Me, me and my girlfriend, the other, the other week, we, we decided to sit down and watch Gogglebox.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's we,
0: parallels we, between us as couples is is amazing. Where, where you're picking each other's
1: noses as well you well. doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> each other's boils and just squeezing each other's zits, whilst whilst you two are comparing the, uh, the to- Tolkien's mastery of 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 the narration in this chapter has sure. been absolutely fantastic. Callum, what are you doing over there?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's it's it really is just like and touching in on that every day because usually book clubs is what like.
0: Once a week type thing yeah it's, it's like an excuse once a week for sort of um uh, m- 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 sort of uh, white wine mothers to sort of meet up and uh, and, and sit and, and get drunk together and then not really talk much yeah. about the book and, and well, stuff except,
1: there. Except, except now in the, in this situation because we we can't be together no. so much Woman, yes, we just thought that would be a good idea, and it's working quite nice so far I and mean, then the other thing you
0: I- can't be together obviously so so she's not got rid of that scary dog that lives outside of her apartment has she no
1: i'm terrified of it you are
0: terrified but you'll get rid of that and then eventually you will be together again
1: yeah definitely yeah thing like
0: every, still you're trying to Every g- eggs doesn't it The dogs
1: yeah <laughs> but the other thing i'm doing which is mainly which is mainly um, just for me although i actually told her on the phone the other day i was doing this and she wasn't joining as well it's basically the same format except instead of lord of the rings it's all the Marvel movies cause they're oh now on, you
0: know. right yeah yeah I've been thinking about doing that. obviously you've got Disney so, Plus now haven't you so yeah so I've started
1: again so I've started started again although notably it doesn't have either of the Spider Man movies because Sony has them oh, and it doesn't have Hulk it doesn't have Incredible Hulk well Hulk is shared right,
0: with Universal so they have shared rights on that one
1: yeah but um so Universal has the streaming rights apparently Oh
0: interesting so well, not, um, I guess it's not the this, end of the world
1: plus, yeah I don't care. I, I, I i'm care. so
0: happy that's what you said because i got a little bit worried there when you said i've been doing a little bit of project on my own like i thought you were going to bring out like a skin suit you've been making or something and be like how's isolation yeah. going i'm so happy that i've got you on screen because i've seen that you haven't shaved all your eyebrows and your hair off like quarantine's not really got to you in that way
1: no i had a trim this morning actually i looked at myself <laughs> and I thought you are rank mate <laughs> <laughs> started
0: it it, it, you know it's it's funny this because obviously the meme that's going around quite a lot as well which i didn't mention up top in our in our in our new segment our favorite memes that we've seen from quarantine i don't know i'll just call it that now is uh is the amount of people that have said thank god i got a haircut before this thing really kicked off yeah i mean i didn't i didn't get a haircut before this kicked off so i'm gonna come out like chewbacca in a couple of weeks
1: no i was actually teasing i was actually teasing my family because my my um my mum and one of my sisters have very, very strong opinions on this. And I basically said, you know, I might end up with a man bun.
0: <laughs> See, I'm <laughs> going the other way. I'm going the other way. I might just shave it all off. Oh. I genuinely might just shave it all off. Interesting. Because you're never you, going to get that opportunity. Had the,
1: you, you've had the long hair before. Well, I don't like to brag, but yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know me, I've had the luscious locks of Ariel from The Little Mermaid, that ginger. Oh, yeah appeal
1: before it might, the, did i
0: tell you it, the time when i had that you maddie, even
1: shell bra as well
0: haven't you? i had the shell bra absolutely yeah. Yeah. it was there, and then a little razor clam shell for down below if you know what i mean everyone uh, yeah, <laughs> but they I, remember, I at one point maddie um straightened it when we were out in australia when i had the long hair and i swear to god the end of the hair was closer to my waist than my shoulders it what was so long? It was. It, it got outrageously long. Seriously, yeah, it got it got too long. It got it was unacceptable. Wow,
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a,
0: that's impressive. It looked good after that beach, that beach curl. And um, the only other thing I was going to say about moving forward is we sort of talked a little bit about this in terms of music. Maybe not a music and movies piece, but music wise, a lot of artists have taken to social media to do live sort of concerts and stuff. A couple of, I think it was last week, Chris Martin from Coldplay did a really good piece where he was sort of talking to the camera. People were putting in their requests uh, and he was reading it, which I thought was amazing. I mean, because he was doing it, but that level of, I was, you know, people were writing in, like I wrote in and he was like reading out the comments. Like, you know, that's the equivalent of, of in my my head of paying for a Coldplay talk, Tickets a coplay concert hundred pounds to get to the front row potentially to touch or to see him up close but there he is there on the screen just like reading your comments you know like your I think I requested uh, he did Death and All His Friends and he went yeah, yeah 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 I'll do Death and All His Friends next that's a really good request you request yeah I requested I wrote into this this live oh. chat that he had and he read it Chris out Martin, Chris he Martin uh, read and. In- one of of your requests yeah because he was on he was on live he was on that's the point i'm making that's the point i'm making i was like this is amazing like i'm i would never have got the opportunity to kind of have him directly read out a comment of mine because you know how when you watch an artist live it kind of comes up on the screen as you're watching it i seen it i'm so i'm so
1: happy that you requested that song as well i really love that
0: one it's a great song it's such it's such an underrated song uh, the actual song "Death and All His Friends," but the other one that I was going to tell you about is Simon Neal from my favorite band Buffy Clyro, was doing a live. He's just finished it every Friday at six uh, six pm. He he's going to perform a live little set of uh, some songs. So I'm going to start leaving comments on that. I think. Oh yeah. Um, for that. I love man. you, Simon. I know, I know, I know, I know. It could viral. It could viral. Well, who who would you like to see do a sort of a live session of this? If you if you could request someone because i think a lot of people are going to start to sort of lean on this would have been chris Ang- martin sorry say that again angus young angus young how's he getting on these days god knows he must be shitting himself this thing comes in his, his house doesn't he yeah i mean he's like 200 years old exactly the Angus Young. that would be really funny actually that would be
1: no, a live no, session crucially i didn't say acdc i just
0: just angus young Just Angus Young. yeah yeah that would, that would be good just him in a loot
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice i personally would like to see martin offler i'd love to see a martin offler live oh yeah big fan of him um obviously a movie can movies one with was local hero that he did uh but i'm a huge oh, fan of his stuff yeah. excellent i think that i think that's the right. show mate yeah are you gonna let me go get my dinner yeah i think we'd kick the arse like this is it pasta tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> is it actually yeah you're such a tease. Make sure that you show out the window to everyone. Yeah. Speaking I've about the window, were you clapping for the NHS last night? Uh, yeah, I was. Giving them a wee round of applause for, for Yeah, uh, they did. T- yeah. Bloody deserve it. Bloody deserve yeah. it. Cool. Alex, what do we do now? What do we say? What do we do is we go on to
1: Apple Podcasts and we give this podcast a five-star rating. And we possibly even write a little bit if you can be arsed. Yep. And if not, just let us know your favourite movies or your favourite movie soundtracks. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Otherwise you you will. But you can't.
0: Exactly. Otherwise you will do what? Um, many
1: unspeakable
0: things. Cough in their face is what you were saying before, wasn't
1: it? I I definitely did not say that. That's assault nowadays.
0: (laughs) That that is assault nowadays, isn't it? it? It's
1: assault nowadays. I read it. Honestly, who who is doing that? Oh, I know.
0: Scum. Scum of the earth, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, the email is motionspod at gmail.com. Excellent. You heard it here first, everyone, and probably before. If you've listened now, then you'll keep listening. Next week, you know what you're doing? Nope. Nope. I think you do. I told you what you're doing next week. Oh, that's, yeah. Super- that's, where, that's where the show has got... No, you don't say it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's where this podcast got to. I'm telling you what to do now. I've got to watch a film. You've given me homework now next week
1: yeah i have actually um,
0: yeah so look forward yeah. to that everyone
1: you're not you're not looking forward to it, are you <laughs> It'll be fine i'll get over you're it
0: not. well i've got fuck all to do as well apart from you're going my one walk a day
1: yeah again again though it's another movie that you've not grown up with so why the fuck would you care
0: Oh, I was going to do I'm I've, I've looking back at my notes I was going to do a thing on 28 Weeks Later the sequel but I guess we don't have time Oh, well, goodbye oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that anymore <laughs> Excellent Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys We really appreciate it there, and we'll speak to you next time Okay, guys Ta-ta